Welcome to the Minx and Muse podcast. I'm your host, Crimson Minx, creatrix of Minx and Muse, a dark feminine playhouse where we awaken our innate magic through esoerotic dance and witchcraft. Welcome to the Portal of Enchantment. Welcome to the Minx and Muse podcast, and this is a solo episode with me, Crimson, as we talk about this past month of September 2023, working with our studio archetype of the sacred devotee. And I have so many thoughts on this one. But before we jump in, I wanted to actually read to you the description that I wrote that embodies the essence of this archetype. So the sacred devotee is a dedicated, patient nurturer of their divine mind, body, and soul. They take a holistic approach to spirituality, seeing the sacred fully present within themselves and the world around them. They carve out time for devotional practices to honor what they deem holy and see this commitment as as an honorable opportunity rather than a mundane obligation. They consciously move through ritual for the sake of soulful immersion, not out of fear or ego. The sacred devotee recognizes that all of the tools needed to experience the divine already exist within them, and they are devoted to cultivating a hallowed sense of self and reverence for their life experience. So that is the sacred devotee. I say devotee. Some people say devotee. tomato tomato um but also let me add on what we recognize as perhaps a shadow aspect of this archetype so the sacred devotee can become profane when they hand over their personal power to external influences and when they confuse sacred devotion with forced adherence though calling upon external guidance such as deities plant medicines, teachers, and spiritual guidance, oh, excuse me, and spiritual advisors can be hugely supportive and allow for deeper mystical immersion, we become disempowered when we allow these energies to dictate our truth and behaviors. In the same way, feeling like we must act or serve in a certain way to preserve our holy sense of self can be equally blasphemous. Remaining sovereign and trusting one's autonomous ability to connect and commune with the divine without imposition is the ultimate form of sacred devotion. So, wow, that was a lot. So let's kind of start where the energy started flowing with this this month. So, of course, as expected, when we kick things off, there was a little resistance to the idea of the word sacred. And we have a lot of people within our coven who have less than favorable religious upbringings and backgrounds. And we have for the record, some that have very positive associations. Um, But it was the ones that perhaps had less savory experiences with religion that were really 
originally pushing back a bit with that word sacred and me using the word holy. Uh, and so that was kind of where we started. Like, hey, let's remove religion from the conversation. You can include it in your own personal intentions. However, what does sacred mean? And what we got down to was we deem holy or we deem sacred things that our soul almost can't exist without or things that fill us up, things that bring us pleasure, things that we greatly respect, things that we honor. And so we started the month compiling lists and some of the more popular things that people chose to sacredly devote themselves to this month were their bodies, um, their relationship with spirit or guides or ancestors or just their spiritual spirituality in general. Some people wanted to sacredly devote themselves to their work and their careers, some people to their families, some people to their creative and artistic output. So think about sacred devotion as something that you are choosing to show up for. And in fact, you feel gratitude to be able to show up for. And that was something that we shifted into the, once we have the things that we feel very clearly aligned with as sacred, how do we prioritize actually devoting ourselves to these things? And we talked about how no one seemed to be sacred, de sacredly devoted to scrolling through social media um, or gossiping or, you know, wasting time. Um, oh gosh, that's, don't come at me. I don't mean wasting, I was gonna say wasting time, like watching Netflix, but you know what I mean? Let's say not wasting time. Let's say mindlessly consuming media of any sort really, or just being mindless in general. Shit. Let's just <laughs> say it like it is. So, um, it was interesting to say, now, what are you committing your time to? Are you committing your time to cultivating the things that you deem sacred? If you deem your creative output, perhaps it's music. If that's sacred to you, are you prioritizing that in your life? And are you willing to show up for it even when it's uncomfortable or even when it means you have to do put aside something that perhaps would be easier to do like going out or, um, or I don't know, things that you know, we have our life things that we have to do, right? Like, and we'll get to that next, like the more mundane aspects of herself, but are we really committing to the things that we deem sacred? And a lot of times like scrolling, right? I always use that example, scrolling on social media, um, just because I think it is an epidemic right now, but, um, of course I use it too. So no judgment, but yeah. So this idea, okay, first let's like make sure we're prioritizing things that we deem sacred. If your relationships are sacred, are you calling your family members or are you perhaps writing letters to old college roommates? If, um, if your work is something that you deem sacred, are you investing in becoming more adept at it? And, We'll get to this in a second because 
one thing that I, I realized was that there was started to be a lot of resistance to this idea of sacred devotion and yeah, let's just get into it now. So <laughs> one thing that I noticed, and I actually did a video of this, um, on Instagram, on social media. So one thing that I had realized, I was like, I feel like this archetype is not resonating with people this month. I freaking loved it. It has been a game changer for me. Um, but for a lot of people, they were like, eh, you know, first I thought it was the religious thing, but then I'm realizing, I don't know if everyone has even experienced sacred devotion in their life, or perhaps they're only considering it from a spiritual perspective and they feel like they have that, that area of their life on lock. And here's why it's because we live in a culture where sacred devotion is almost seen as a waste of time. Um, or it's so inaccessible because we are so overwhelmed with choices, with information. We are all about productivity and we're all about <laughs> this, this me. I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 29 and retire. Well, that doesn't really lend itself then to really honing in and sacredly devoting yourself to some sort of craft if you need to freaking monetize it and allow it to retire you that's early in your life. You know, there is, there does not seem to be a glorification of sacredly devoting yourself for the sake of sacred devotion, not results, not gains, not output, not income. And so I think like for a lot of people, this concept of sacred devotion is just like not even connecting. And I really would love to shift that because I feel like we live in a world where a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed or they're feeling disembodied or they're feeling underwhelmed, overwhelmed with information and choices, but underwhelmed with their own emotional fulfillment. And so I think sacred devotion may be the key here. It may be the shift that we need because when we are just jumping from thing to thing, okay, I'm going to do this, then that I'm going to multitask. And then I have to do this. Um, I just need to make it through my work day. I just need to make it through this workout, whatever it may be. Um, we're not really experiencing the pleasure, the joy, the fulfillment that comes from actually sacredly devoting ourselves to something. And the conversation then led into like, wow, like this is a total mindset shift um, of, yeah, of course, I'm not saying that, you know, we don't, we shouldn't be considering making money and supporting ourselves or, or having accomplishments and achievements. I'm not suggesting that at all. However, what I am suggesting is, is that the only thing you're considering? Do you have something in your life that you see worth giving time and effort to for the sake of giving time and effort to? And then are you allowing yourself the time to do just that? And so yeah, like living in this society where it feels like we expect things and I'm just, I'm not going to speak for other people, but, um, I live in this society. So I know how, <laughs> how things are because I recognize it within myself. We want immediate gratification. We want to immediate success. And here's the thing. It's almost become like lazy. 
And that is a shadow that I'm constantly working on this judgment of that. But like, for real, if you, and I see, okay, I'm going to use dance as an example. If you have been dancing for six months, there's no freaking way, unless you're some, you know, naturally adept mover that you are going to have that that experience of really being able to drop in and have beautiful flow and feeling like you can really express yourself in a way that you want to because you you haven't sacredly devoted yourself to something for longer than six months to dance. And sometimes we get that like, oh, you know, for me personally, I have been doing sensual esoerotic dance for over 10 years, over, yeah, 10 and a half years now specifically. And I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. And I do feel like it is something that I've sacredly devoted myself to over time. But I remember when I first started being like, oh, it must be easier for them because it felt so difficult to do. And I think that's such an entitled thing to be able to say, to, to think that we should say, I've been doing something for a short amount of time and I should be super adept at it, or I should be super celebrated and successful. And I should be, people should be throwing money at me for doing it <laughs> because it's not the reality. This, this, I used the quote in the, sorry for anyone who listened to the, the Instagram video, you're going to hear it again. But I had mentioned that the quote, um, done is better than perfect always pissed me off. Cause I felt like it suggested, um, it suggested that you, you just getting something done is fine. And to me, it's not. So I do like someone quote, what about well done is better than perfect. I'm like, all right, I'll give you that. But for me, well done is better than done. That's the expression I want, because I think we live in a world where it's like, throw it up there, see what sticks. It's going to disappear tomorrow. We, cause we have all these other distractions that are going to come in. So people will forget and we forget the value of literally devoting ourselves to something to make, to, to be able to have it be something that truly reflects our soul and that we're proud of and that we dedicated the time and the effort and the energy to, that turns me on. I see people who are sacredly devoted and it turns me on, whether it is to their dance, to their magic, to whatever craft it may be, if it is to their family. And it's not like an unhealthy obsession. It's a fact that you see them showing up even when it's uncomfortable or even when it seems monotonous and even it, when it gets, um, no one's watching, no one's celebrating you. There is no, there is no shot to share on, on social media. You're literally just doing it for the sake of doing it. And we don't live in a world where that we're encouraged to do that, or we feel like that is something that is worthy of doing. So, wow, a lot of blabbering there, but I would love for us to kind of shift the mindset of we don't need instant gratification and I don't need to be constantly distracting myself with different options and choices and things and activities. Can I sit down and can I say, wow, you know what? My body and my sensuality, I deem those things sacred. So I'm going to make sure that I show up for myself, even if maybe I'm a little energetically drained or even if like mm, an, an invitation to go to a happy hour pops up. 
because I'm sacredly devoted to those things, I'm going to commit to that practice and I'm going to show up. And you know what? If it doesn't execute the way that I was hoping, I'm not going to see it as a failure. I'm going to see it as I still showed up for myself and I see the ultimate growth over time and I'm going to enjoy it and find pleasure in it as I'm doing it. So that's a big ask. So I, but maybe you want to take note, what, what are things you deem sacred and how can you shift and prioritize it and then do the thing and understand that devotion can be lifelong. No one sacredly devotes themselves to like something for three weeks and all of a sudden like, wow, that sacred devotion changed my life. No, the sacred devotion changes your life when you devote yourself over long periods of time. Um, and guess what? We're not always going to be applauded for it. And we're not always going to like get like physical or, or tangible uh, results from it perhaps ever. <laughs> but is it feeding your soul? Are there soulful results? So this is something that's been really in my, just really cha changing the way I approach things because also the conversation, oh, I wanted to read something because I took note of this. Um, someone had posted this comment. Um, my friend Sasha, who teaches at the studio sometimes had posted this in the comments of that video I was mentioning. And she said, it's the difference of living life fully experiences, journeys, appreciation of divine timing. So that's what she says sacred devotion is. It is the difference of living life fully, which I completely agree with. So then the topic came up. We've talked about it a few times over the past month of can we find sacred devotion in the mundane? And I use the example of when we first started this month out, I was at the studio, I was cleaning the toilet, cleaning the bathroom, and I had a complete different energy when I was cleaning with the intention of being sacredly devoted. Like all of a sudden when I was like, ah, oh, I don't have to clean the toilet. It was, I get to clean the toilet. And there was this reverence and this appreciation. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, this is something I'm enjoying doing in the moment. I see the importance of it as mundane it may be. And I'm giving it my attention and my effort in in the moment so that it ends up something not just that i can be proud of but that i literally enjoyed doing i wasn't just trying to get to the other side i just wasn't trying to check it off again this productivity culture biohacking culture you know all these things can be taken to an unhealthy degree and so yeah like your job i have to go to my job or do you get to go to your job um, I, oh, I have to go to dance class tonight. What? Like the fact that you had the resources to be able to sign up for dance class beginning, that's something to be grateful for. The fact that you live somewhere where there are dance classes offered. Wow. You know, the, the fact that you have a body that, that is mobile, that you are able to, to, to dance in. That's freaking major. Can we see like, wow, what a, what a sacred thing to be able to do. And the same thing is with our magic. Like I have said it many times before, I really get turned off even when they're trying to be the funny memes of a lazy new moon or full moon ritual um, that you have the Cheeto dust on your fingers and you're lying in bed and you're like, abra fucking cadabra. Like, 
yeah, I get it. It's funny. I have a sense of humor. Don't, don't get it twisted. But, and it doesn't mean, oh my gosh, I need to sacredly devote myself to the moon and do five hour rituals every new moon, full moon. No, but sacred devotion could simply be five minutes of you showing up in a way where you are present. You are in the energy and the intention of what you're about to do. Um, you've considered the ritual and you're respecting yourself and any other energies involved. So it, to me, sacred devotion really does feel like you are not just honoring whatever it is you're showing up for, but you're honoring yourself and your potential and your time and your space in this world. So yeah, sacred devotion. This is, this has been something that fired me up, but it has totally shifted my view of how I want to do everything within the studio. Like I want to sacredly devote myself as an instructor. And I want to see, I want to remember that every single person took the time to show up for that class. And I am going to make sure that I am giving them my complete focus and that I fully prepared and that I am pivoting when needed. And I feel that even about this podcast, the, oh my goodness, if you're still listening, bless you child, because <laughs> this got rambly, but you know, I respect the fact that you are giving time to my voice right now. And I want to make sure that I am in gratitude that I was excited to show up today, that I am giving my full effort that I prepared, that I'm going to, you know, res be respectful to the people who are listening. So yeah. And it feels respectful for, for me to not just throw something half-assed out into the world. Does that mean that, um, I'm impeccable or sacred devotees are impeccable. No, I love personally, I have a lot of Virgo placements. So I do get really lit up by that. I get turned on by it as, <laughs> as I've been saying this episode by people who I can tell have put great effort and care into something uh, versus when I can tell someone just slapped something on uh, half-assed and didn't really consider something before showing up. Yeah, I see devotion in the first example. Um, I see a lack of devotion and I see distraction and a lack of respect for oneself and, and whoever else is ex in that experience with the second option. So I feel like I wish we had another month with this and I am all considering like, Ooh, how can we carry this through more? Because it does seem like esoticism, our sensuality, our magic, our witchcraft, these are all sacred things things. And so how can we make sure that we view it as such so we can get the most out of it, not for external validation, but for our soul. Um, and one thing I will say is I was, I was thinking, okay, what, what do we, what can I share at the end of this podcast? I have actually scheduled an esoerotic witchcraft weekend. It's the first weekend in November. It's at the studio, which makes it affordable. It's like we didn't do an offsite retreat this year. So it's kind of like our in-studio retreat. It's a half day Saturday. It's a full ass day on Sunday. And what we do is we work we bring our individual intentions, whatever that would be. So perhaps something you deem sacred and we work an entire spell that entire weekend through ritual, through ceremony, through circle engagement. And there's movement in it, but it is not a dance workshop, but we do move, but we also practice a lot of witchcraft. And so if you're like, Hmm, 
what does what what could a a an example of a sacredly devoted witchcraft spell and ritual look like come join me for esso erotic weekend it's on our website it's listed under workshops and events or you can message me on anything and i'll respond but to me i think that's why i got so excited for that offering was because it wasn't like i felt like sometimes i didn't really get to devote myself to my intentions as much as i wanted to and i was like ooh, a day, like a full weekend to just work a spell and be committed and devote to one intention, but like in this sacred environment as well, uh, amongst my fellow witches, which is going to amplify the energy. I think that's why I got so excited about, about that experience and we still have space left. So I would love for y'all to join, but also, you know, just showing up to classes, um, showing up with if you're not a student and you just like this information, taking the information that we spoke about today on this podcast and applying it to your life. Um, so that's what I'm going to leave you with. So what in your life do you deem sacred? Are you prioritizing it? And how are you showing up for yourself with sacred intention with this devotion and are you recognizing that this may involve sacrifice? This is going to involve time and that it's not more when you are truly sac sacredly devoted, more often than not, you're not going to be receiving external validation of any sort. And when we do all of this, what we're really doing it for is ourselves, for our personal fulfillment. And that is something that I think a lot of us feel like we're lacking, that personal fulfillment and sacred devotion may just be the key. So thank you so much for listening to my sacred devotee ramble. Um, I am really excited to reveal our archetype of October next week. But in the meantime, still stay immersed in this energy. And I am so grateful for you taking the time to, to listen to my voice and, and to my energy today. So Mwah. see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Minx and Muse podcast. You can find show notes and learn more about the studio at www.minxandmuse.com. As a reminder, it is our birthright to transform, expand, and safely exist as sensual, conscious, and empowered creatures. 